Okay, today's daf we learn daf yud aleph. Begin from the next mishnah. So if someone says to his friend, "Here is an isar, and I'm going to collect, uh, and with that I'm going to be able to pick my own. This is a business deal, twenty tenim." Then he can do so one by one and take it. Now, what's interesting here is is this quinter uh, of chaim. This seems to be shitat uh, Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda said previously that a bashlon marmalacha. A kinyan is not koveya, and you can take it one by one. Now, interestingly, however, Rasulio, also Mishnah, the sorry, says that actually it could even be in Lukula Alma, because since he's over, since I'm doing the selecting, we, we, if you recall, we remember Rebbe Meir says that even in, in that case, Rebbe Meir would still agree that he can take one by one. Okay, that's the idea. So when it comes to Eshkol, a bunch of grapes, he can take Megarger of Shavorli, he says Megarger of Ochel. He can take one grape at a time, and that's considered taking one at a time. Not the whole cluster, however. Uberimon, if it's, uh, he says, I will select a Rimon, Shavorli, he can pour it Ochel. He can start, start taking out the little pieces of a Rimon, the, the, the seed things. Um, then he could do so. And when it comes to Avatiach as well, Shavorli, Sofet Ochel. He can start cutting slices off it while it's still Mechubar, and that's considered taking one at a time. If you said to him, that here's an Isar, and I want to take these 20 figs, I'm going to purchase these two bunches of grapes. In other words, he's identifying what he's purchasing there, and then when it's Muhammad Therefore, what? Therefore, he's corner when it's mechubar lakarka, and then he becomes like the balasade. And once he's become like the balasade, kinyan firstly, kinyan is not koveya when it's mechubar lakarka. Now he's like the balasade, and he can eat a snack from it as much as he likes. Just like anyone can go into their own field um, and and eat and eat from the food as a snack prior to prior to reaching marmalacha. Okay, that's the difference. Um, so therefore, says Achol Kedarko Patur, because he still Okay, next. If someone hires a worker to Liktopatenim, Naktopatenim, there's a few explanations what Liktopatenim can be. Um, one can be actually like literally, the idea is you're going to take these figs to dry. So the question is, what does it mean? One is literally kotzet, like you use a, a knife to cut them, either cut the stems off or open them up to assist in the drying process. Or it can simply be the Panemosha explains both explanations or can be spreading it out. The important point is you're doing something where it has not yet reached Kumar Okay, so, and therefore, And he says that I would like to... Uh, uh, I will, I'm happy to do this work with you on condition that I can eat from it. Now, you might think that that would be now a business transaction. That's almost like a Kenya. However, in this situation, you can eat as much as you like, not even one at a time, you take two at a time. Why? Because here, Middin Torah, he's allowed to come and eat. And therefore, the fact, it does, it, even if he didn't stipulate with the owner or the, the, the Balasad or Balaxi or his employer that it's on condition I can eat, he would have been able to eat anyway. So therefore, it's not considered a business transaction. Okay, as we'll learn about the sources, and we'll go through it later in terms of the rights of a of an employer to eat in the course of his work. But that we'll see in the Gemara. However, it says ochel ani uveni. He says on condition that I can eat and my son as well, and I'm assuming the son is not one of the workers. Or sheochal beni bischari, or my son instead of paying me, let my son eat. Then he can continue to eat, 
and not have to separate Trumas and Masroth because he, as the worker, is part of it, is, has a right to it. However, his son has no right to Ibn Din Torah, so therefore it's considered like a business transaction. This is an acquisition, and therefore it's Koveya, so his son would have to do Afrasha. Now, Amarat Shochel Beshataktsia, if he says at the time when I'm doing this drying process, and even after I'm finished, ah, here we go. So Beshat Ksia, one, he's engaged in doing this Ksia, whichever way we explained it. Says Ochel um, Patur, he's able to because then even without the stipulation, he has a right to Ibn Torah, so it's not considered a Kenya. However, Lacharaktia, since Minatora, he has no right after the work's finished to then to come to come start taking some. Then Acharaktia, he can eat because that was a business transaction. However, the Chayev, but he be Chayev to now separate from Masro because then now we've got a Kenyan that's now Kovela Masro and Ochel Minatora. So this is a general rule if you haven't worked it out by now. Ochel Minatora Patur, if someone is eating by way of Din Torah, then even if you stipulate with the owner that, I'd like, that I'm only going to work on condition I can eat in those, in those circumstances, nonetheless it'd be patro because it's not a kin, considered a kinyan. However, if he wants to eat beyond that which the Torah allows a worker to eat, well then he'd be chayav. Okay, next. Um, so these are two different meanings. That's important. It's interesting that the, the, uh, the Pnei Moshe says the balvasim are the gruim yoter. And the not sheva are the nicer ones, the levanim and the better ones. So if someone's employed to work with the balvasim, he cannot eat from the not sheva. The not sheva lo yochal b'balvasim. And the advantage of saying one's better than the other, because then you've got to be gechidush in the second case. If he's working the not sheva, he has no right to eat the balvasim. Now you might think, one second, aren't, aren't I doing the employer a favor? I'm not taking from his nicer product, but I have a right to eat, but I'm taking from something that's subpar. Nonetheless, we say no. The worker only in Torah has the right to eat from that which he's working engaged in. Aval, nonetheless, despite the fact we've we've limited what he can take, nonetheless, aval What he can do is, let's say, as he's working with, let's say, all these benot sheva, he's allowed to, and he sees nicer ones that he has not reached yet. He's allowed to not eat now and eat later on. He can choose when he wants to eat. He doesn't, it's not like that's not considered going beyond the rights of a, 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 of a worker. So, now, what's interesting here is we've got two different people. Now, there are two ways to understand this, um, exactly what it means. One understanding is, is zelechol zelechol means each of them have food that have been set aside for eating. So the rich gemara malacha, and zelechol zelechol means those that are set aside for drying and not yet, not yet rich gemara malacha. Okay, and zelechol v'zelechol chayav. That's the way the um, Bartanur explains it as well. And in other words, the point is, is if you do a trade, you machli, then whether or not we're dealing something that's rich gemara malacha or not, this must be shidad rivimeir. The kinyan a, a trade is a kinyan, so therefore it's koveya. However, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Hamachlit Lechol Chayev Velikzot Pator. However, Rabbi Yehuda says that no, oh, Kinyan is only Koveya for that which reached Gemara Malacha. So Machlit Lechol, the one who who in the transaction got the ones that were set aside for eating with Gemara Malacha, that which he received, he's after Afrasha now. And the other the other party who received the ones that were set aside for drawing that have not yet Gemara Malacha, a Kinyan is not Koveya for them, they're Patu. It's interesting, just uh, for completeness, uh, the Melech Shlomo actually says, is that what it means, we're not talking about the status of the food prior to their transaction, we're talking about the intention of the person, what he wants to do with them, meaning the recipient's intention to do with them. But that's another way of explaining the Mishnah, but uh, let's, let's start the Gemara. Okay, Rabbi Yossi B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan, it says, Megagre Echat Echat V'Holech Vochel. Meaning, as he's taking one at a time, 
Now, this is referring to the case of in the beginning of the Mishnah, before the workers, right? This is where he says, he's an Isar for 2010 or Eshkol Sha'avorli. I'm going to pick a bunch of grapes. Uh, and then he can take one at a time. So the point of the Gemara is, it says, In other words, if he's doing one at a time, he's able to go and consume the whole amount. Because again, when it's one at a time, the Kenyan is not going to be Kovea. So, That's exactly what Rebbe would have do. However, now, it's interesting understanding here. We, one of the cases we mentioned in the Mishnah was the Avatiach, the melon. And we said that if he makes a condition, here's an Issa that I can, I can you know, select one of your melons, he can take you know, slice by slice. That's the way it's eaten. And that's considered like taking it one grape at a time. It's not Kovea. Um, but the, what, it would assume, what, assume, what we can assume from that, that if he took the whole melon, then it would be Kovea. Okay, so according to Reb Chaim's understanding is is that um, that Reb that Reb Yossi is cholok on a mishnah. When it comes to Nabatiach, this large watermelon, then we say that even if he's you don't need to sofet me'at me'at vochel. One Nabatiach is considered like uh, say one grape, if you like. That's not considered. It wouldn't be kovea. That's the way Reb Chaim explains. Interestingly, Rosh Sirulis says it's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with he didn't make a chumemka. And as soon as someone takes a slice of a melon, he's a coin of that melon. If you like, and therefore it's a din in, in Kinyanim. Okay, let's continue. Amalo, almanat shochel te'enim. What if you said this is the next case? Uh, this is the case where the worker asorach tapolik sot, and he says almanat shochel te'enim. On the condition he can eat these figs, and by Torah right he has the ability to do so. So the Gemara asks, I don't understand. Almanat afilu shelo almanat. So the Gemara is saying lamali almanat. Why do you have to say on condition that I can eat the figs, even if he doesn't say on condition? He sells a right as a worker to eat from the figs. So Rabbi Avin B'Shem Rabbi Shem Shmaya says, Lechen Tzricha Afilu Amar Lo Almanat. And this is what we said. This is a, kind of the way I explained the Mishnah itself. Again, I got a bit ahead of myself. In other words, despite the fact that he put it into his contract that he has the right to eat during, while he's working, you might think that would turn it into a Kinyan. So it's a bigger Chirush once he stipulates it explicitly. Nonetheless, since by, by Torah law, he has the ability to eat. Therefore, it's not Kovea. Okay. Let's continue. Taman Tanina. Haya Osebi Adab. Avalo Braglav. Braglav Avalo Biadab. Afilo Aktefare Zochel. So the worker's right to, um, to, to, uh, to eat as he's working is even if he's only operating with his hands, even if he's only working with his feet. So only with his hands would be if he's sitting on the ground just bundling things. So the only thing that's engaged in the work is, is his hands. Or Braglav, that's where he's kind of supporting an et, it sounds like. Or afilo um, uh, even if it's uh, even if it's um, placed on his uh, shoulder, so he's just using his body, just like to support something when it's loading onto a to, to say so onto a, a donkey. Harezo has a right to eat so. Okay, so tanichen as it says, what's biado is oged. That's when he's again bundling. We said baraglov is masmif when he's supporting his feet. Afilo that's when he's toy. So the assumption is here that you don't need to necessarily be like Daesh. I'll see in a minute, because Rabbi Yossi, however, Rabbi Yossi says, no. He has to use both his hands and feet and body, meaning he has to engage fully body when he's working in order to have that right. Why? Because what we'll see here, the Torah actually um, connects the worker's rights and the, and the animal's right to eat. And we're going to learn a lot of things one from the other. 
Because it says, We already report the Psukim, by the way. When a worker comes to the field, or the rights of a worker to eat, and that's generally those Psukim are related to eating things that are still so taking grapes from a vine. However, we've also have a passage relating to animals. Animals are right to eat. That's lo tachsom shol b'dishol. That, and that's referring to things that are already not mechubal akarka. These are things that are already cut. So what we're going to be doing here is learning one from the other in terms of in terms of the different laws that apply, say, from chotrobidishol to adam and vice versa. What Rabbi Yossi understands is we also learn the fact that by an Adam, that when there's a, a, a human being's right as a worker to eat from that which he's working on, that's only if he's engaging his hands, feet, and body, kedayish, like we learn Dr. Song Shor Yes. Uh, yeah, I can read it. Yeah, the Rashula goes into in, into um, into uh, some detail. I'll read what Rashula says. Mikra de lo tachsom shobdisho kadarish. He's dorish from that pasuk lo tachsom shobdisho, like explained. Vashe eshkara de bein poel adam bein poel bema atarvel chas rachmana. The Torah is concerned about both the human worker and the animal worker. The achli that they eat. They came in the hukshu tarvel kaachli. Since they're connected together, they can eat. The Ashina the Perek Aponis he quotes from the the Hekesh. It's set up in Gemara Baba Metzia, Michti Komili in Uba Hasima, Dafina Shor Shobi Shabbos, Im Kendiktov Rahman Loti Dosh, the Hasima, Shodiktav Ramalamani, what I have to mention, Shor, Lakushi Hosam the next song. So the Gemara itself, the Drisha, the Dosh from the Psukim, connects the, the, uh, the, the, uh, also the worker himself uh, to the uh, animal that they learn together. So, in other words, again, Rabbi Yossi, Buri Huda takes it that one step further. But now we're going to learn lots of dinim. Um, that from Dishol. So let me just finish it. Okay, now Tani. Now we have. Now we're going to learn about five. I think it's five or six things. So, yes, yeah, five different dinim we learn from the from Daish. So Daish meaning So ma Daish Just as Daish applies to things that are talush, meaning because Daish was that which is detached from the ground, so too for a human being, that which is detached from the ground. Now, it doesn't mean it's exclusively that which is detached from the ground, because we've got psukim that to teach us that he can, you know, kitab al-bakamra'echa, when you're going through the vineyard. So it's clearly also mechuba. What we're learning from the pasuk is that it also applies af for an adam, af also, meaning also to talush, that even the things that, even if he's working, like we saw before with the ketziot, things that are already cut from the ground, that he can eat from it. Next, yatsam achesh. The reason I'm saying next is because Again, the grad changes all this, but Rabbi Chaim keeps it like this, but he explains this the next din. Now, what's, what's missing here? Rabbi Chaim says, Just as Disha is done at the Gemar Malacha, in other words, it doesn't mean it's, it's after Gemar Malacha, it's through Disha that you reach, you, you, you complete the work by doing Disha, even something that's attached again, it's a mechubar. So, for example, picking something. So that would exclude if you have a gardener, you're hiring the gardener to menachesh, to weed. Since that's not something that's, that is gomer malacha, it's uh, something that's part of the process along the way, a gardener, for example, would not be able to eat from the fruit of the tree. So he's, he's, um, he's weeding around a... Um, a uh, onions or uh, garlic, or he props, he's propping up vines, or he's sort of digging out the earth, he's, he's hoeing there by zaytim, turning over the soil. 
Next, and this is din number three. This will be from Disha. It's referring to things that grow from the ground. That excludes those things that don't, don't grow from the ground. So let's say you have a worker who is employed to milk a cow. He cannot t- take a drink from the very creamy um, milk at the time, or if he's involved in the cheese making process as well. Okay. Daish, uh, this is the fourth halacha. Now, what's interesting here is we are really refining at the point where we can do it. We said we already excluded things that are prior to Gemar Malacha, like weeding. Now we're excluding things that are after everything's already been completed. So it's just as Daesh, it's the point of Gemar Malacha and not after everything's been finished. So too, as well, we refine it to let's say you've already done a cake of pressed. Um, of, of tamarim or, or these are um, dates or pressed figs and you then you're just separating you're pulling it apart after the cake has been formed that's your employment okay that is already after gemar malacha you wouldn't be able to so we talked about the yang when's gemar malacha for wine gemar malacha for wine is when you skim off the top of the pips and the peels we said then that what happens if then someone's employed to extract it out and put it into in, into um, uh, jugs well, that's after Gemar Malacha. You wouldn't have the right to have a drink. is that base pit where it collects all the pressed oil. Now, uh, derivation number five. So this is what it is saying is just a from Daesh hasn't yet reached the Zika Masrot Chilv of Hafrasha. I mean, as in even you can't have it. So too, if someone's needing um, like he's involved in bread making process, and there's already a chil of chala that would exclude that case because there's already a chil of hafrash chala, which is like a zikat masrod, then that would be another case where a worker wouldn't be able to eat. So, again, those are the five different dinim we learn from the, the, from the connecting luchtachson shobidisho to a worker. Okay, let's continue. You're coming to your friend's field. This is referring to anybody. You know, meaning it's what, it sound, what it sounds like. Any, any other person happens to walk through a field. Does he have the right to start picking things up um, from the kama? This is from like standing wheat. Uh, meaning you're not, this is referring to the sickle. You should not tanif, you should not raise al kamat recha. So the, um, the, I'll read it with Pnei Moshe because he really spills out the derivation clearly. It says, that, you know, there's only a person, which means an employee, who has the right to um, raise the sickle on his friend's um, wheat. That's a worker. A random person doesn't have to do so. So Ezer that's who the Pasuk must be referring to. So if I'll read the Pnei Moshe, it says, He has the right to start cutting the wheat. That's who the Torah is referring to. What the Torah is telling you when it says "do not raise it" means you're not allowed to raise it. Meaning, when you're working for the balabite, you're not allowed to raise it for yourself. Not to cease in your work. After you finish, that's when you can take something from yourself. However, just important. This is further down the Pnei Moshe. He says, actually, meaning uh, the Chachamim allowed the worker to eat in the course of his work. Otherwise, it'd be, it's what's called Hashavayda Veda for the, the Balabait, because otherwise it'd be a loss, because we're scared that the worker would then take these big, long breaks. 
and an eight. So therefore, to maximize the output of the worker, Chachamim allowed him to eat in the course of work. So that's the way you understand the Pasuk. The Pasuk must be only referring to an employer, meaning a paid employer. However, the Torah is talking about anybody. Now, it can't be anybody, Reb Chaim um, explains. It can't be anybody who can walk into somebody's field and take stuff. It must be referring to somebody who is literally not a played employee. Somebody just asks, can you come and help me out to um, move them to things? So, Ma'atamadoma, or just to do some work, I should say. Ma'atamadoma, the Chermesh Lotanif. Why does it say, Meaning, this other person. That any other person who is asked to help out cannot eat from the kamat. Only the time when the worker is starting to do the harvest, uh, the, 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 the balasad is doing harvest. You can't raise your chermesh, liktor. Prior to the worker, the, sorry, the balabait doing the raising his magal. Um, fine. We'll look at all the balas. So that's a machlok at when in terms of how limited or the license of eating is for a, a, either a paid worker or even another person who's asked to help. So let's continue. How precise is the Torah when it comes to Gezel? Because what do you mean? We saw the cave under Mahaikra. When's the time that the, the, that you can eat? Only the time when the when the magal is raised, not before it and not after it. Not after it's been cut. When it's already come down, because once it's cut, what grinding So literally, only at the time, not before it's raised, not after it's sliced. It seems to be only at that time. That the that the uh, in, as it seems in the past, like other people would be, that are to help out would be able to eat. In other words, specifically within this um, small restricted window. That's what it sounds like. Exactly, practically how that works. Because as he's lifting and raising, lifting and raising, I'm not exactly sure. I can see you frowning. I'm not exactly sure how that would play out. But we see that the license any of a worker to eat or or someone who's helping in a field is much restricted to a very small window. That's that's at Heichan. He's Dorish. That's like. Um, 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 yeah, I'll just uh, go distracted something else. Um, the, uh, only at the time, that's the, t- that's the window in which, if you like, someone has a right to eat. So we see the Gemara continues. Um, we also learn from here what the Gezel, the flood. How great is Malacha? Because a worker who is working, he can, he can, that he's allowed to eat. So you see how important Malacha is and, so, and, and looking after workers and things like that. Despite that fact, Gezel is such a, something so chamur, nonetheless, a worker has a right to take and it's not considered a steal. Okay, let's continue. Ktiv, lot tachsom shor bedishor. Not allowed to muzzle your ox when it is threshing. Ainli ela shor bedishor, shor betalush. I can only understand, meaning what's mefurosh, importantly. It will learn later on, it works for some mechobra as well, but we see in the passage that the Torah is only referring to a shor regarding something that's detached from the ground. The Adam, when it comes to a human being, we know, I mentioned the psukim before, that's referring to something that is still mechobar. Adam, what about a man? What about a man? Is he allowed to, if he's a worker involved in, involved in something that's talush, for example, we talked about ketziot before, 
does have the right to eat. So just as a shore where it's not mafurash, we don't see explicitly um, uh, that the, the, the shore can eat what things touch the ground. But she's allowed to eat that which is attached, as in shore, but shore meaning threshing, a person who can eat when says he can eat mechubar, he can eat with something that is talush. So if that's the case, if a person can also eat the talush, then the Gemara is going to ask a question. If that's the case, why if the, if a, um, if a human being also has, has the right to eat with something that's talush, why does the Torah specify specifically a shore? Okay, so the Gemara says, um, You have a prohibition to muzzle a, a shore, but there's no prohibition of muzzling a human being. Now, what does it mean? What it means is not physically taking a muzzle and putting on a human being while he's working. What it means is a person, as we'll see later on, can negotiate and say, look, increase my salary and I won't eat anything while I'm working. That's effectively a chasimah. So in other words, you don't have the right to do that with a shore, I mean, the owner of shore to say, I'll muzzle your donkey, oh, sorry, your, your ox, and, and I'll pay you more. But you do have the right for a worker under those conditions. So then the question, now the Gemara asks, what about an ox? Can an ox uh, eat something in Mechubar? Because again, the Torah only talked about Shor Bidishor. So, just as a human being where it's not Mechurash, where it says they can eat Talush, he can eat Mechubar. So, a Shor where it is explicitly mentioned in the Torah that he can eat Talush. So, we use a Kabachomer in both directions to teach us what? That both are human beings and animals, they can eat whether it's Mechubar or Talush. Now, we've seen one distinction with a human being that it is that he can effectively be muzzled, okay? As we said, financially muzzled. Or, but the question is, um, um, so then the Gemara says, oh, ma kan belo tachsom, af kan belo tachsom, so probably not a o here, or e. So it's, yeah, it's more like an e, the Rosh Hashanah says e. So ma kan belo tachsom, af kan belo tachsom. So kan meaning... Ah, if you've just told us that when it comes to a shore, it makes no difference. If it is mechubar or talush, you cannot, the, the animal has a right to eat from it. Does that mean also there's the iso lo tachson? Now, iso, iso lo tachson means even if you want to financially negotiate with the owner, you're still not allowed to muzzle it. So the Gemara says, tamalom tachson bedisho, meaning bedisho ena tachosmo, abal chason mechum lakarka, means that you're, there's, under no circumstance can you chasima when it's something that's not mechubalakarka, but when it's is mechubalakarka, then it sounds like there wouldn't be a problem of um, being doing chasima. Okay, from here we learn. What someone can do, they can kotzet, they can work out an agreement with the about the um, the employer, and to negotiate that he will not eat for an inflated salary. He will not eat while he's working. He can do that for himself, for his adult children that are B'nai Dat, for his evidence, Shifra Gdolem, and his Isha as well. He can negotiate it for people that are B'nai Dat. Aval, Eno Kotzetz, he cannot do that, Alide Beno Bitok Haktanim, Velo Alide Avdo Shifra Haktanim, not for his minor uh, children or servants, Velo Alide Behemto, not for his animal, Mepnesha Ein Bahem Dat. As we saw in the, we saw that the Lotrachsom um, applied to an animal. Under all circumstances, so therefore anything that's not a bene, that are not benedat. 
you cannot negotiate to effectively muzzle them um, uh, for inflated salary. Okay, let's continue. So we said, And we said the reason is, is because midin Torah, he has the right to eat. And therefore, it's not considered a kinya. So the Gemara is asking, asking the following question. I don't understand. If the Torah itself gives the worker the right to eat while he's working, shouldn't, listen to the question here, shouldn't that itself be considered a kinya? You hear? In other words, it's effectively transferring ownership to the worker. So therefore, it should be kinya, it should be kovea. Why, 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 why then can he eat without doing hafrasha if he takes more than one at a time? Which is a fascinating question to Gemara. So Amar Aviona says, as we'll see later on, no. The Torah itself had to come around and, and actually give us a special exemption in that circumstance. So it's, in other words, the question is a really good one. But we'll see soon how the Torah uh, is, a, is actually a special uh, miyot, if you like to say that he doesn't have to do any Russia. Okay, let's continue. We said if you're dealing with one min, he can't eat from another min. But Tamil also says, If he's working on one branch, he has no right to take from another branch. If that's what he's employed to work with. But Taninan, Hayaose Bechlusin Loachal Benosheva, Benosheva Loachal Bechlusin. We said these are two, two, two different types of figs that are, are, are a different uh, minimum or different quality. So now we say, Lachen, the fact that we talked about a, a, one branch and another branch already, you're not allowed to take one from the other. Why is it telling us a two different minimum? So it means even if these two minim are in, in, growing from one branch, like for example, in a case of grafting, where one min is being grafted onto the other and you're working on the one branch that has two different minim, even then you can't eat from one min from the other if that's what you're employed to only work with one min. So Ketiv, it says, um, if you're coming to your friend's uh, Karen. So again, we ask a similar question. Could this be for anybody? Anyone walks through the friend's field, can they start eating grapes? No. Says because the Torah says that you can eat as much as your heart desires. The Torah says you cannot fill your basket. So the Torah, so the Gemara says because it says into your basket you're not meant to put it in. there is another basket you are meant to put it in. Who is that? Who is a person who's not allowed to put in his own basket but must put it in his friend's basket? His friend's basket is a balabite. It must be referring to a worker. Because the worker is the one that he's going, he's picking things, he can't put into his basket, but he meant to put in the balabait basket. That's why That's why the Torah, when the Torah is referring to and in, uh, someone coming to Kenra and he can eat on Kenafshecha, he must be talking about a poor. Because it says, El Kayacha Lotitan. Okay, let's continue. Anavim, you eat grapes. <laughs> one second. Um, it says, and you're going to your friend's Kerem. Then what? You can eat your eat his grapes. Well, what else are you going to eat in a kerem? Kerem is a vineyard. Obviously, it's grapes. So therefore, what does that teach you? And you can eat anavim. So El Michan, you hear, learn from me. The fact that Torah went out of its way to say in your vineyard, you eat grapes, is to teach you that if you're working with one min, you can't eat from another If you're working grapes, you cannot, sorry, figs, you can't eat grapes. If you're working with grapes, you can't eat figs. Okay, next, let's continue. You can eat it. Call Davasha You can eat whatever you like within that which that mean that's we said, for example, before, that even if he if there's a nicer one further down the line that is about to reach, he can not eat now, even if he's hungry, and wait till he gets to the later one. Now, Kenafshecha, 
Now, the uh, Reb Chaim says that Gra takes that cold devour, meaning Kanaf Shecha means you can eat it. Mashma, Shu Potter, Minamasrot. Here we get to the point we tried to learn, see before. Our question was if the Torah is mezakeh, the food to the, to the poil, isn't that considered a kinyan? Shouldn't he then be chayiv to do afrasha? And the answer is no, because the Torah says kanaf shecha, that you can go ahead and eat. So ma'at at ochel o patur, af poil ochel patur. Meaning he is just like you, really. That just as you can eat as much as you like in your patur, so too, um, uh, so too, so, so too your worker can as well. What's interesting here, the Bavli says this is actually really an asmachta. Why? Because we've learned previously that a kinyan is koveh, I mean, only mid the rabbanan. Okay? So therefore, um, the, so that's why the Bible says this is really an asmachta. Okay, let's just finish. Let's just get to the end now. Kanaf shecha michan shelo yochal ha'poel yotel ha'scharo. Kanaf shecha means equal to your salary. Kanaf shecha. We'll have to explain why nafshecha means salary. Meaning if a worker is being paid $10 to do work, he shouldn't start munching on all the food and eating $50 worth of product. So in other words, his right is only up to the value in terms of, in terms of consumption as he's working, up to the value, up to his, um, up to his salary. So from here, Rabbi said, a worker should not eat more than his salary. Uh, by the way, that's not, it sounds like it's not just a, a good idea so he'll be invited to work the next day. It sounds like this in the Din Torah. I think, from memory, I think they said it's actually it's just a, you know, good idea. You, if you want to get employed the next day, don't eat more than you eat. But here it sounds like a din Torah. So now, now the way Yushami understands it, it says, How do we know that is a schar? Rabbi Yossi ben Chanina says, No makan nafsho, but no mahala nafsho, the gzerish of a nafsho. Because it says, This is this is referring to a schir yom, meaning the Torah says, You've got to give him his wages on the day that, he's, that he finishes his work. In other words, their understanding is referring to a salary of the, the worker. So just just as there, nafshor remains the salary. So too, it says, when it says, it means you can eat equivalent to your so, so too, that's the limits in terms of how much a worker is allowed to eat when working in the field. Okay. According to that, an, an employer is going to budget that that essentially he's going to be paying he's going to be paying twice the amount of the wage, half for the wage and half for the for the produce which is consumed. He's got to be well. He, he might have to take that into calculations himself, but he but he can't. I'm not sure if he can be explicitly so because he can't say I'm going to deduct. I mean. Uh, we, well, we've seen that the worker can negotiate; is not going to have anything and get a higher salary. So, yeah. I, I guess he'd have to consider the make that uh, proportional. The, also, he'd have to work it out himself. I mean, the Torah gives this person a right, so you've got to consider how much you want to pay the individual. But he has a right, right to do so. You can't like deduct as a result. If, if you know what I mean. You're right. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. Have a good day.